How do you know when it's time to push past your fears? Or if you should hold back and wait and gain more confidence first? Today I'm going to tell a story of how my daughter, 15-year-old daughter, figured this out for herself. Hi, I'm Lisa M.K. Ling. Welcome to One Small Thing. So we all have fears, right? Some are huge (laughs) and some are not so huge. There's a whole range. And if we let our fears control our life and never do something because we feel fear, then we eventually get confined to a very small box because our fears aren't bad. Our fear is part of us. It's, it's meant to keep us safe and it exists for a reason. Fear of fire exists for a reason. It's called so you don't get burned. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a reason why we're fear, we are scared of high heights right? So we don't fall. There's a reason why you you feel these fears. It's to protect yourself. But sometimes they can run rampant and then we create fears and we blow fears up. Fears that are maybe bigger than they need to be. Irrational fears. So how do we know the difference between fears that we need to just kind of acknowledge and then move past and do the thing anyways or fears that are really telling us something they're telling us to wait they're telling us to pause they're telling us to stop and not go forward and we need to listen to that it's not one size fits all right so I was (laughs) talking to my daughter about driving and I'm going to share the story of how she figured this out and what I'm going to share with you what she figured out for herself as a way of distinguishing it's very it's a really great story and something I hope you know you can share with your children especially teenagers because this is something everybody needs to know so she's learning how to drive and she's a new driver we've just been driving like in the parking lot around the local neighborhoods pretty much one lane roads right I mean one lane going each way so I guess you could call that a two-lane road. And um, she's getting more and more comfortable in these situations with other cars on the road, with traffic lights, with, you know, different decisions that she has to make, like pedestrians at a crosswalk. Does she go? Does she stop? You know, all these little things. You, You forget, like, how empowering it is for a young person to learn how to drive. Like, it is seriously empowering. You know, they're not just sitting there in the passenger seat anymore. They're in the driver's seat, literally and figuratively. And in the beginning, Mei Jin would ask me, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I turn here? Should I turn there? Where should we go? And I gradually, I said to her, Mei Jin, you're the driver. You need to make all these decisions now. And it didn't happen all of a sudden. I did guide her in the beginning. But then as she asked me more and more, um, I let go and gave her more of that decision making. And, and, then, and then eventually she, you know, she took that on and she stopped asking. So just gradually, really empowering. She's getting really empowered. 
but of course there's more to do with driving than than just in the neighborhood um so one day i felt that she was ready to go onto larger roads and handle you know arlington traffic <laughs> with drivers that are sometimes impatient and um we needed to go across town and pick up something from someone's house so i suggested to mejin well why don't you drive up this road is called glebe road and it's a two lane road each way so four lanes and tons of lights and through the center of town so there'll be quite a bit of traffic and with all of the whatever that comes with it you know um cars crossing in all directions and pedestrians and whatever and she thought about it and she was like ooh mom i feel nervous she said like i don't know if i can do it and i i thought about it and i thought about how far she'd progress and where she was with her driving and i thought you know it, it's it's like the next step it's definitely not within the existing comfort zone but it's right i felt like it was right outside that it wasn't the same as like i'm not asking her to go drive on like a major free five lane freeway that would be way outside her comfort zone and i'm not asking her to go you know 70 miles an hour this is the the speed limit on this road is like 40 or 45 miles an hour so it's it's right outside of that it's that next layer you know and she said oh i don't know if i can do it and she was really hesitant and i said well i think you can um and she just kept being hesitant and she was like no i i don't know and she was very skeptical and so i said well okay well we can always go another day you know just leave it right we'll go another time and then she she went off and i went about my business and then about 30 minutes later she came down she goes she goes mom i want to go i want to go and i was like oh okay what happened and she goes i realized that when a fear is she said i realized that i felt disappointed at the thought of not going and We ended up going on the road. She ended up doing just fine. It was definitely a stretch, but it totally broke through whatever level she thought we she was at and she was now at a new level of driving and her confidence went way up and things that she thought were difficult, roads that she thought were difficult to drive on before, now were like a piece of cake for her. You know, and so her vision of herself and what she could do had just like exploded. And um later on she said, you know, I realized what the difference is, what it feels like inside of me when a fear is really close and you're about to break through it. It feels it feels a bit scary to do it, but then the thought of not doing it feels disappointing. And she goes, that's when I know that I need to just push through. When the thought of not doing it actually feels disappointing. And I was like, "Oh, that's really insightful of you." And you know, there's this line. I've I've always known this as a competitor and having to face my fears in the ring every time I step into a kumite ring, you know, you're you're standing there going to face you're facing somebody who 
as soon as the referee says go, you're going to be like punching each other in the face and in the body. You know, there's a certain amount of fear involved in just getting into the ring. And I had to face that every single time. And there's a, I've, I've realized over the years that there's a very fine line between fear and excitement. The feeling is almost the same in your body. Like if you feel fear, it's like this butterfly-ish tight feeling like in your stomach. It's different for everybody, but just, just pay attention and notice. When you feel fear and you feel excitement, there are certain things that are very similar between those two. And you can actually tip yourself from fear into excitement when the fear is ready to be broken through and it's not you know huge overwhelming and you can also tip yourself the other way from excitement down into fear by not doing it by letting your fears control you so knowing that line and knowing how to tip yourself what to say to yourself what to do with yourself knowing what those feelings are within yourself that line between fear and excitement is a very 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 useful thing because it can make all the difference in the world in anything that you're doing whether it's sports performance whether it's school performance whether it's driving you know whether it's facing anything in life that line between fear and excitement and being able to tip yourself just over the line is something amazing so pay attention to how you feel about the idea of something it might be scary but then think about the thought of not doing it does it feel disappointing because if it does maybe it's time to do it anyways